Well, hats off to, to Oregon. Really good football team coming in. Um, you know, I thought I thought at halftime we were we were competing it at a fairly high level. Um, you know, come out and and put together a drive and you know get put three on the board. But you know, just having answers consistently, um, both you know scoring after scores for our offense uh, proved to be a challenge. Um, you know, I think where the game got away from us was really the the two you know the two interceptions, um, and that's. That's you know that's on all of us. That's on me. It starts out with the, with the head coach. We got to make sure that we, um, you know, we, we put our guys in the best position. We were, we started running the ball fairly well. Um, I was I was pleased with you know Alex Fontenot's return. I was I was pleased with Anthony Hankerson's return. Um, Dion was a little dinged up, uh, and uh, really you know I thought our defense in the second half settled in um, fairly well. Uh, just um, you know obviously you know Oregon's got an extremely dynamic offense, and you know that we for the most part we took away the the, the chunk plays down the field, but as as per usual with Oregon's offense, a lot of those checkdowns turn into chunk plays um, because everybody respects the speed so much. Um, you know, the most important thing for us right now is, uh, you know, just our thoughts, our prayers are with Jordan Tyson. Um, it looks like a lower, you know, lower leg injury. Um, he's with our medical team right now. Um, obviously, uh, he's put together, you know, as impressive of a true freshman campaign that, that I've personally been a part of at that receiver position. Um, and so proud of his continued growth. So uh, our th thoughts are going to continue to be with him and, um, you know, I'll open up for questions. So starting with Jordan, um, a couple questions on that. Does it look like uh, it could be season ending for Jordan? We'll, we'll find out more information as we, as we, you know, get that information. I don't think that we've had our imaging yet on it, um, but certainly from a, you know, it, it was a significant injury and, um, you know, we'll, we'll obviously hope and pray for the best and then, um, you know, we'll communicate that when we meet again. Um, Later on, and as a follow-up to that, he went out a few minutes before that. Um, looked like maybe back for concussion protocol, something like that. Went back to the locker room. Uh, what was uh, what went into the reasoning to bring him back into the game after that? No, yeah, I mean, I, it, I think that anytime there's a targeting shot that happens at all in the game of football, our medical team is going to always tend to uh, to the student athlete and get a uh, you know go through our protocol, which is very thorough and, and um, vetted it out um, very well. Um, he was cleared to return, and, and Jordan Tyson loves football. Um, and that's my probably my the number one trait about Jordan um, that that I personally love is just how much he wants to be out there and playing the game of football. And um, you know he obviously um, has turned into our our most dynamic you know playmaker. Uh, and when when he wants to find a way to get back out on the field and he's been cleared medically, um, you know obviously we feel like we're always in the fight and we're going to continue to fight no matter what happens. Uh, we know we have a gauntlet um, that started today, but. Um, you know, I think Jordan's uh, his his love for the game of football is what separates him, um, and it just happens to be meshed with incredible physical attributes. Um, so that's that, there really wasn't a decision, you know, like to try to put him back in the game. Jordan was cleared medically, and then put him. He wanted to go back and play, and that's who Jordan Tyson is. Anthony Hagerson, we saw out there in the second half. Uh, I believe this was his fifth game. Were there some discussions kind of weighing the benefits? of him getting extra experience versus possibly, you know, redshirting this year? Yeah, Hank wants to play too. I think that's who he is. He's been banged up. There were, really weren't a lot of, um, you know, discussions and thoughts about uh, him wanting to redshirt. You know, I think he's going to be a player that is going to maximize his four years of football. Um, as we all know, if uh, you ever play in a season and you do have some type of sustained injury, you can still have that, that redshirt year available to you. 
Um, and so that, you know, it's it, just because you don't quote unquote redshirt that first year, it doesn't mean by any stretch of imagination that you can at some point in your career utilize that. So um, uh, it was it was something that we, he wants to play. Um, and, and as we saw today, 11 carries, 54 yards against a really good football team. Um, you know, he's going to be a big part of, of being a play, playmaker for us. Um, and once again, I just love the way he continued to just scrap down the stretch in the, in the fourth quarter. Considering that you're in a somewhat awkward situation, when you see Oregon out there, to what extent can that program be what CU should strive to be, both commitment financially and everything else? You know, I think every program has its its unique um, you know aspects to it. I mean, it's it's, it's obviously very clear that. Um, you know, the, the Nike, uh, you know, Nike part of, of Oregon is real, um, you know, but we have what we believe are, are really significant positives of, of Boulder, um, of our support, of our fan base, um, you know, visiting, you know, we have uh, surrounding um, businesses that I believe are going to be uh, coming into a position to, to jump behind our players and support them. Um, but, you know, obviously they've, they've had a, a very singular focus in terms of um, backing a program financially. That's, real, that's reality. Um, you know, that, that is the, one of the largest um, companies in the industry of sports. Um, and they have a, a, certainly a, a commitment from Nike to Oregon. Um, and that's not something, any, any, really anything that's new. Um, you know, they're, they're a good football team. They're well coached. Um, you know, I think that the thing that's always interesting about Oregon is just, you know, they're, you know, I, I was brought up myself by a lot of coaches that came from Oregon to Boise State from some of those really early Bilotti staffs. And then, you know, uh, you know, Chris Peterson, Dirk Cutter, Mark Helfrich, those are all people that directly impacted me as a, as a young player. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting that they're, they're, they're certainly kind of going outside of, of what was the traditional Oregon model. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. Coach, just touching on the defensive side of the ball, 479 yards today. From your perspective, what you saw on the sideline, what was going on defensively? Well, you know, I thought, you know, the, the, the biggest downside of our defensive effort today was the, the three scores and three drives. You know, I mean, that, um, I thought our offense did, you know, answer a score with a score and give us a chance um, to, to make it a ball game. Uh, I was proud with the second half effort um, we did against a, a highly dynamic, uh, you know, offense. One of the most dynamic offenses in, in college football. Um, they're averaging in the 40s, as we know. Um, you know, they're averaging, you know, 450 to 550, depending on the day. Um, I thought we settled in and, and fought, and, and I thought we did have some answers in the second half. Um, but the turnovers, I think, playing on the short fields, really in the second half, that's where the score, I think, kind of um, got out of got a little bit out of line for us. But but, um, you know, proud of our defensive effort um, in terms of uh, the fight to the finish, um, even getting fourth down stop and, and finding ways to get stops in the second half. But um, as we know, they're, they're a tough team to slow down. You know, Bo Nix has played a lot of football. Um, you know, he had an, obviously a very efficient day, um, you know, 20 of 24. There's four incompletions in there. I mean, he just takes what the defense gives him. And everybody's so mortified of the speed going down the field that a lot of those underneath routes become, you know, they become checkdowns for him that they get 15, 20 yards. So um, it's nothing that's really new for Oregon. It's, it's what they've been. Um, and if a team ever really truly wants to challenge them, then it's going to be one of those type of down the field throwing games. And they have the ability to do that as well. Mike, you talked about uh, this topic earlier this week with NIL and community support. You alluded to it for the businesses here in town. Is Jordan the kind of guy that a community can rally around that way when he's healthy, never mind the news of the day, and that that's who you were kind of referring to? And what would have to happen that hasn't happened here probably before you got here to keep those young men, those talents around this place? 
Bills? Well, I, I think it's just, you know, everything that we've put forward as, a, as an athletic department and really more, more than that is just the, the communication that we're having with our, you know, with our fan base and with our supporters. Um, you know, I think obviously Jordan's a, 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 f- a phenomenal talent. He's a freshman. Um, I think not only um, just not, not only the NIL space, but also just as a, as a community to wrap our arms around a guy like him uh, because he, he really is what this program um, is going to trend towards. Uh, just um, players like that that we identify early. Um, maybe didn't, I mean, Jordan didn't have one other Power 5 offer. I don't know if anybody knows that. There he had zero, he had, I think it was Texas State, um, Texas Southern, something along those lines, um, you know, was really his only other offer. Um, so I think that that is a niche for us both as a program and then certainly, you know, wrapping our arms around him as a, as, a, as a football community, as a CU community. But I think that goes even further than just one player. Uh, I think we do have some good young players that are growing up. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of players that, that the retention of those players is going to be really important for our program. Um, you know, we, you, you just look out there where we are young. Um, and that's, that's nothing that, that is foreign to anybody. We're young, uh, we're developing, we're growing. The margin for error is small um, because of that youth. And, uh, and, you know, when you're a f- true freshman or a redshirt freshman, you know, playing, you know, 70 snaps a game in different positions, um, you know, there are some things from a developmental standpoint and, you know, a maturity standpoint in the game of football at this level that you need to, I think you need to continue to, to, to uh, keep those types of players around that, that have gone through the hard times. But what I'm, the, the thing that I'm most proud of with this team is not once have I seen since, since I've had a chance to look them in the eyes and on the sideline, I've never seen one person um, you know, quit on the, on the field. Um, I think we're fighting through for, for four quarters. Um, and that's going to be our calling card because um, you, just, you just never know when, when it does all click. Um, and, and all of a sudden, here we are in a ball game against one of the top teams in the country. Coach, the exchanges on the shotgun snaps have been something that have hurt you guys at times this year and really hurt you guys in the second half today. What are your thoughts on that and how does something like that get fixed moving forward? Well, you know, I, today in particular, I can speak to today, but um, it, was, it was honestly one of the most incredible things I've ever seen, especially in the, like, the late third, early fourth quarter. Um, I was watching the snaps come back, and, and they looked like right on the money. And they were getting blown, like uh, literally blown, blown down, blown to the left, blown to the right. Um, I mean, you saw when the ball was placed down on the field. I mean, unless the, you know, the umpire was putting his foot on the ball, it was, it was doing the same exact thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, certainly the, the, you know, the weather had an impact on the game. Um, it did happen re- kind of later um, where, the, where those gusts really picked up. Um, you know, that's, that's a hard thing to truly prepare for other than just going under center every play, which we did, obviously, in that, you know, that f- the true final drive. Um, you know, I, I just – you saw with Oregon, too, there were some balls that were getting batted around by the – you know, in the area, but it, it happened a little bit later in the game. Some of it, too, is just, just communication. You know, there's times where, um, you know, we've had, you know, different centers playing. We've had different quarterbacks playing. Um, just the communication of the various tempos that we run. Um, and those are some of those mistakes that I'm talking about that you have to you have to grow up in those in in, in those situations if we do change tempo um, just that the communications on a on a very high level and that's something that we're going to continue to harp this week in particular as we go and play in a in a hostile hostile road environment hi coach how did you feel about jt's performance today do you have any updates on the quarterback situation going into next week you know i thought um you know i thought jt did some good things um obviously um, you know, not, not the easiest of tasks. Um, you know, I think there were some, you know, there's some throws that he made that I thought were really good. I thought he continues to see it better. Um, I, I do see that. 
Um, obviously, we're in a position, you know, with Owen, you know, to give an update on Owen. Um, you know, he's he's fully participating in practice. Um, he's he's running scout team, but there are some limitations that he still does have. So clearly, we're going to not put him in a position where you know we think we should just just roll him out there, and you, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, the quarterback position, in particular, I think is very different. Um, you know, particularly when you are a somewhat of an underdeveloped player as a true freshman. Um, you know, so I think we're we're trending in that direction to make sure that we make the best decision for Owen, um, and and with him not being like fully cleared, and there's certain even movements that he does. Um, he's cleared to play football, but in terms of like throwing on the run, you know, to the left, like there's, he does have some limitations that um, I don't want to put him in those situations that, um, you know, either he could further aggravate an injury um, or he's not just fully 100% healthy. So he's been fantastic in terms of his commitment to the team, um, you know, his preparation. He, you know, our scout team is getting a really good look with a guy that was a Pac 12 starting quarterback, you know, re- really running the scout team right now. So, um, you know, he's trending in a good direction health wise, but. We're, we're obviously making some decisions for the best of, of his future and, and CU's future. Hey, Coach, just your thoughts on Alex Hotnotes game today and the first game coming back from injury since week two. Yeah, you know, I, it, I, was, I was pleased with it. Um, you know, I think w- one of the runs, the 27-yard run that he had was, was spectacular. I thought he did a good job. Uh, you worry about, you know, just ball security coming back, not having really, you know, any live licks, you know, in practice. We've been, you know, not getting him, like, full, full contact. He, he ran, I thought he ran well. He ran fearlessly. A couple things on our outside zone play, we, you know, I think we took a negative um, on one that he was, that he ran, but um, that's more for us just kind of sorting through the different movements of Oregon's front and the pressures that they were bringing. Um, but yeah, I think that gives us a lot of, a lot of confidence in him, a lot of confidence going forward for these next three weeks. But I thought he, you know, the eight, he put on about eight, 10 pounds in this time. Um, I thought he looked bigger, looked more physical, was running out of some tackles. And I think that is what we're talking about, about that maturity, um, you know, that season kind of veteran player. Uh, I think that's going to help us, you know, you know, as we play these last three games. Um, with Oregon running those two trick play touchdowns at the beginning of the game, just how difficult was it for you guys to adjust after that, you know, defensively in the red zone? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, that's that's been a staple. Um, you know, when you have, uh, you know, obviously really good players, um, you know, uh, you have to commit to the run fit. Um, a lot of times in a run fit, you know, once you commit to the run fit, a quarterback is it can be challenging to peel off of. A lot of times, that's that's a that's just almost like you have to smell a rat as a player. Um, you know, we worked a, ver- a variety of trick plays, um, but because of how they they do run the football and sometimes the tempo and, and obviously the timing of the call, you know, it was, there were there was a good call. You know, particularly the throwback to Bo um, with some in particular, and then you know they they run a basically a tackle eligible and an eligible jersey number. Um, you know, we're you know, obviously we're selling out to, to stop the run. They hadn't released him on the season, but we did, you know, from a coverage perspective, we did have um, somebody for him. It's just executing in that moment, um, I think, becomes, you know, something that, that is challenging when you're pinning your ears back and trying to, trying to get a stop. You know, really good, uh, really good offensive line play. And if you think about it, the way they, the way they throw the football, the ball's out. You know, I mean, the ball's out quickly. Um, I don't think there's uh, e- either they're moving the pocket or the ball's out. And some of their, some of their, you know, empty quick game. Um, you know, some of the, sh- the checkdowns that you see. Um, so I, you know, I think there's, there's, there are challenges. I thought our pass rush got better as the game went on. I thought Chance Main started to show up, being in, in position to, to apply pressure. Um, Chance is a guy that I expect to see, you know, 
his best ball out of him really these last three weeks. Uh, I think he's eager to, to, to apply some pressure. So, you know, good offensive line play. Ball was getting out. They moved the pocket pretty well. Pretty consistent with all their games this year, probably the minus the Georgia game. Um, and obviously Georgia's playing with the NFL front. So, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, they have, a, they have a, good, a good scheme and they have good players. Hey, Coach, you talked about the importance of retention a little bit earlier. Um, did it kind of add a little bit of insult to injury to see that two of those picks in the third quarter went to a former, one of your former players, Christian Gonzalez? And I know it wasn't necessarily your player as a head coach, but you know, how do you kind of now in this position kind of retain the players that you have and kind of prevent that from happening again? Well, I mean, I think that's a great example of just the modern space of college football. This is going to become commonplace. Um, and and what, what I know that we as a department are doing, and I know that this fan base wants to win and wants to win, you know, next season. Um, and that's got to be our, our, you know, our goal. We, gotta win, we want to win next week. Um, but, you know, certainly retention is, is it's multifaceted. Um, you know, we, we're going to see, I think, two more players, you know, that were on this team last year um, next week. Um, that's 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 the modern space that we live in, and, and certainly I think this is a reminder to all of us, coaches, players, you know, everybody that you know um, we got to make this the best place to be at, you know, in, in every way possible. Um, this has got to be a place that we know it's beautiful, we know it's a great academic institution, um, but there our players' experience here in every single way has got to be the best experience, um, and I think that's been something that that I've taken to heart um, personally, and just leading this program through troubled times is how can we continue to make this a great experience, um, you know, for our players. Um, and that's some of the stuff that I, I think I've been fairly proactive with, uh, with regards to our, our current roster. And I, I think that there is, there is greatness in that roster as they get older, as they continue to develop, there is greatness in that roster. And we got to make sure that, that those players know how much this, 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 this institution, this coaching staff, um, you know, and, and really this community of, that, that loves CU football is going to care for them. Last one, Brian. Just curious, and we're so used to seeing Cole Becker on the money. Um, did the win play any factor in that first kick that he missed? You know, it was, it was interesting. There was, um, you know, we did have obviously Cameron Warchuk um, wasn't, wasn't snapping. Um, you know, so just I, I think it's important for us to just there, there's, there's always moving parts, right? So it's snapper, you know, obviously the holder from the beginning of the season. Cole's been so good this year. Uh, I think the win plays some, some bit of a factor. I think the laces were, were facing Adam, um, which myself as a former four-year starting holder, uh, I know the, the value and the importance of us putting the ball down and, and presenting the laces at the pipes. Um, I think that that was, that was something that played a factor in that. Um, sometimes it's the depth of the snap. Um, to you know, if, if you're you know set up at seven yards instead of eight yards, that might just change the rotation by just a, a half spin. Um, those types of things do all play a factor in it. And I know you know I always as a, as a holder, and and I know my long snapper Clayton Adams, uh, you know, in field goal, um, Clayton was our short snapper. Um, you know, we took great pride in making sure that we presented the laces, and that's something I know we'll do going forward. Um, it's just you know it's it's football. It's the winds blowing. There's there's different factors. Um, we got to make sure we continue to to, to put him in the best position to be successful and I, I he had plenty of leg as we know I just I think the ball just pushed right a little bit all right thanks coach all right thank you very much Alex, hey Alex welcome back to football you have been absent for eight weeks overall what was you what were you doing during that time how good did it feel to come back and play uh, really just rehab every day just getting at it trying to you know get my body back to a hundred percent so I could be back on the field 100 percent 
But yeah, it, it was tough that whole time. I'm just glad that I could go out there and, you know, just do my thing. Alex, did you suffer that injury on the, the goal line play in the Air Force game? Uh, no, that was in, it was like the it was like the second quarter that oh, that, 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 that happened. Okay. But but that play didn't help. Coach Sanford's talking about uh, you know playing for memories down the stretch. What, what are you guys talking about in the locker room just as far as kind of your goals down the stretch? Here, obviously today didn't go your way, but three more games left. What are you guys hoping to accomplish? Yeah, I think now is just. Really, we just we're, we just want to play to like the best of our abilities and just ruin other people's seasons. That's really what it is at this point. Like, can't make a bowl game, and uh, so you know the next best thing, knock whoever, knock whoever is uh, who else is next. So that's that's the joy in it right now is just making other people upset. Obviously, uh, injuries are a part of the game, and you know, you've dealt with one uh, this season. But when you see uh, a guy like Jordan Tyson go down like he did. Now, what does that do to a team in that moment? Just seeing such a key player. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, feel feel really bad for him. He's a great player, but at the end of the day, it's next man up. That's an that's an opportunity for for somebody else to show that they could do what he can do, maybe even do it better. So that's 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 what it is at this point. Hey, Alex, you got hurt in week two. Uh, Dion ended up getting hurt in the Cal game. Anthony's battled his injuries, too. Can you just talk about the resiliency of your guys' room and how you guys continue to bounce back? Yeah, we're, we're, we're just really close in that room. So it's like we just feed off of each other. So even though one of us may go down, we know that we know that the dude behind us, he could, he could do what I could do, maybe even do it better. So there's never, like, really a step loss in our, in our rotation. So that, I think that's what we pride ourselves on, in, in our room at least. Obviously, you know, the point total wasn't uh, very high today, but I mean, uh, season high in, in yards. Did you feel like offensively, you guys had some things going? And, uh, you guys are starting, I'm starting to see some more rhythm offensively in the last two, three weeks. Yeah, I just, it's just, it's just hard getting out there and just making simple, simple mistakes or just shooting ourselves in the foot. Because I know our team is way better than what we produce on Saturday. I, like I see it every day. I know, I see the full potential, and it's just, it just sucks going out there and. Uh, you know, just little mistakes will kill us, and that's 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 just the hardest part about it. As Coach Sanford said that you put on eight ten pounds while you're away, do you feel like a bigger, stronger, more physical back coming back? Yeah, honestly, I feel like I feel I've always thought I was big, strong, and physical. So honestly, I just I feel the same. So I just feel like I'm still explosive, still have that weight. But yeah, I feel today today I did feel like I was it was it was easier moving people. Which, which was a plus, made, made my confidence go up. Any other questions for Alex? All right, thank you, sir. Questions for Josh. Hey, Josh, if you could just talk about the challenges Oregon's offense presented to you guys today and uh, just how you thought you did. Uh, historically, that's been a tough offense, but things they've been able to do from the uh, from the beginning of the season to what they got going on now, they hit us with a bunch of stuff we just haven't seen before. I mean, in game, I feel like we adjusted well to the things that were on tape, but they had some new wrinkles for us and they executed them very well. Josh, your impressions of Bo Nix, though. You guys have seen some good quarterbacks this year, but uh, nothing quite like him. I mean, what were your impressions of just his all around, uh, you know, running and passing ability today? I felt like he was solid. I played against Baker in Kyler, though, so, I mean, Jalen Hurts, too, so my impressions of quarterbacks is kind of high. He was, he was solid, though. 
overall, I mean, getting getting some stops defensively mm -hmm. a couple times. You guys were able to play some complimentary football a couple times today. So, how good does that feel when you guys were able to you know recover from you know, not a very good start to this game and play some better football down the stretch? Uh, it feels great, honestly, because that's the main thing we harp on. Like, and being an older guy, seeing different things, like that's the one thing that I've like preached. Like, complimentary football is the best thing for us. Like, we understand our lapses on both offense and defense, but we're able to come together and put a couple series together collectively. It's, it's good football for us. Sadly, we just haven't been able to do it consistently over the season. Josh, you guys are in a bit of a short week, and you play another tough team on Friday. Um, is there anything that you can take away from this game and kind of put towards towards USC? Shoot. Watch the film. See what we messed up. Cause, I mean, college football, football in general is a copycat league. Things that we didn't uh, execute well today on tape. Looks that they got USC's gonna do the same exact thing, just like they did the same exact thing that Oregon State did a couple of weeks ago. So that's really what it is. Just adjust and bounce back. Nobody's gonna feel sorry for us. We got a short week. Who cares? Come in and play football. Hey Josh, you've had a few games with Gerald Chapman overall. What's your assessment of him as a coach, and how are you feeling about his leadership? I love him. I got the utmost confidence in him. Like the, the stuff he calls, I'm rocking with it, whether it's right or wrong. Just because him as a person, him as a man, I respect him as a man. The love and care I have for him, that man to man, is, is ridiculous. So, I'm, I'm a, whatever he call out there, he can call a bomb pressure every play. I'm going to run it to, to the best of my ability. Because I know he has the love and I know the work that he puts in for us. The defensive staff coaches, they're up here until 12, 1 o'clock in the morning almost every single week, every day. Just trying to draw things up to see how things fit. We installed a brand new defense four weeks ago. I don't think people really understand that. Like, completely different. You got Tyron. Tyron goes from nickel to free safety. Never played free safety before in his life. The two constants on our defense, back end wise, were me and Trevor, both playing boundary safety and will. Everything else was a flux. And you got to teach new schemes, teach new concepts. So the coaches and the defensive players, like, it's been a ton of work. I've been blessed to be able to see different things. So the scheme really isn't necessarily new to me, but you have guys who. It's their first, second year of ball. They learn something new. Now at the bye week, you got to learn a completely new defense. So they've been working tirelessly. And so have players too. Um, just a follow-up question. Oregon spread the ball around a lot. A lot of unique receivers in the end zone. How did you feel, or what were you seeing in those plays? Nothing really different than what we put on tape. I mean, with what they put on tape, honestly. They, of course, had a couple wrinkles, like the one they, they sent the, uh, the fake screen with the tight end going up to single number three. They caught us in a one-high shell, showed us a different look. They kind of played with your keys a little bit. That was the biggest thing. They, they have things they play with your keys, naturally. So you, you feel like you're right based off of what you've been taught. But for that specific play, you're, you're always going to be wrong in it. And we're about to play, some offense. We're about to play offense that I've, I'm familiar with, in, uh, with the Lincoln Riley Oklahoma offense, basically at USC now. That's basically what they do. So the stuff we put on film today, we got to kind of get that off because that's what they – that's their bread and butter, basically, at USC now. Anything else for Josh? All right, thank you, sir.